right, everybody. I did the re-recordings for you. I didn't think I was going to do it, but I did anyway. And uh, I'm a funny one. I said I wasn't even going to record anything. I mean, I said I was going to record, but I said I wasn't going to release anything. And here I am releasing it. I'm so funny. Anyway, change my mind like every two seconds. All right. I re-recorded pages 56, 57, and 58. And then I also added a few more for you. I feel like the voices are a little bit more consistent and um, I'm more happy with them. I'm happier with them. So with that being said, enjoy. Page 56, Chapter 7, A Mad Tea Party. There was a table set out under a tree in front of the house, and the March Hare and Hatter were having tea at it. A dormouse was sitting between them, fast asleep, and the other two were using it as a cushion, resting their elbows on it and talking over its head. Very uncomfortable for the dormouse, thought Alice. Only as it's asleep, I suppose it doesn't mind. The table was a large one, but the three were all crowded together at one corner of it. No room, no room! They cried out when they saw Alice coming. There's plenty of room, said Alice indignantly, and she sat down in a large armchair at one end of the table. Have some wine, the March Hare said in an encouraging tone. Alice looked all round the table, but there was nothing on it but tea. I don't see any wine, she remarked. There isn't any, said the March Hare. Then it wasn't very civil of you to offer it, said Alice angrily. It wasn't very civil of you to sit down without being invited, said the March Hare. I didn't know it was your table, said Alice. It's laid for a great many more than three. Your hair wants cutting, said the Hatter. He had been looking at Alice for some time with great curiosity, and this was his first speech. Page 57. You should learn not to make personal remarks, Alice said with some severity. It's very rude. The Hatter opened his eyes very wide on hearing this, but all he said was, Why is the raven like a writing desk? Come, we shall have some fun now, thought Alice. I'm glad they've begun asking riddles. I believe I can guess that, she added aloud. Do you mean that you think you can find out the answer to it? Said the March Hare. Exactly so, said Alice. Then you should say what you mean, the March Hare went on. I do, Alice hastily replied. At least, at least I mean what I say. That's the same thing, you know. Not the same thing a bit, said the Hatter. You might just as well say that I see what I eat. It's the same thing as I eat what I see. You might just as well say, added the March Hare, that I like what I get is the same thing as I get what I like. Page 58. Might just as well say, added the Dormouse, who seemed to be talking in his sleep, that I breathe when I sleep, 
is the same thing as I sleep when I breathe. It is the same thing with you, said the Hatter. And here the conversation dropped, and the party sat silent for a minute, while Alice thought over all she could remember about ravens and writing desks, which wasn't much. The Hatter was the first to break the silence. What day of the month is it? He said, turning to Alice. He had taken his watch out of his pocket and was looking at it uneasily, shaking it every now and again, every now and then, holding it to his ear. Alice considered a little and then said, The fourth. Two days wrong, sighed the Hatter. I told you the butter wouldn't suit the works, he added, looking angrily at the March Hare. It was the best butter, the March Hare meekly replied. Yes, but some crumbs must have gotten it as well, the Hatter grumbled. You shouldn't have put it in with the bread knife. March Hare took the watch and looked at it gloomily, and then he dipped it into his cup of tea and looked at it again. But he could think of nothing better to say than his first remark. It was the best butter, you know. Alice had been looking over his shoulder with some curiosity. What a funny watch, she remarked. It tells the day of the month and doesn't tell what o'clock it is. Why third it? muttered the Hatter. Does your watch tell you what year it is? Course not, Alice replied very readily. But that's because it stays the same year for such a long time together. Which is just the case with mine, said the Hatter. Alice felt dreadfully puzzled. The Hatter's remarks, the Hatter's remark seemed to have no sort of meaning in it, and yet it was certainly English. I don't quite understand you, she said as politely as she could. The Dormouth is asleep again, said the Hatter, and he poured a little hot tea upon its nose. The Dormouse shook its head impatiently and said, without opening its eyes, Of course, of course, just what I was going to remark myself. Page 59 have you guessed the riddle yet? The Hatter said, turning to Alice. No, I give it up, Alice replied. What's the answer? I haven't the slightest idea, said the Hatter. Nor I, said the March Hare. Alice sighed wearily. I think you might do something better with the time, she said. Then waste it in asking riddles that you have no answers. If you knew the time as well as I do, said the Hatter, you wouldn't talk about wasting it. It's him. I don't know what you mean, said Alice. Of course you don't, the Hatter said, tossing his head contemptuously. I dare say you never even spoke the time. Perhaps not. Alice cautiously replied, But I know I have to beat time when I learn music.
Ah, that accounts for it, said the Hatter. He won't stand beating. Now, if he only kept on good terms with him, he'd do almost anything he'd like with the clock. For instance, suppose it were nine o'clock in the morning. Just time to begin the lessons. You'd only have to whisper a hint to time. And round goes the clock in a twinkling. Half past one, time for dinner. I only wish it was, the March Hare said to itself in a whisper. That would be grand, certainly, said Alice thoughtfully. But then I shouldn't be hungry for it, you know? Not at first, perhaps, said the Hatter. But you keep, you could keep it to half past one as long as you liked. Is that the way you manage? asked Alice. Alice asked. The Hatter shook his head mournfully. Not I, he replied. We quarreled last March, just before he went mad, you know, pointing with his teaspoon at the March Hare. It was at the great concert given by the Queen of Hearts. I had to sing, Twinkle, twinkle, little bat, how I wonder what you're at. You know the song, perhaps? I heard something like it, said Alice. <laughs> Page 60. It goes on, you know, the Hatter continued, in this way. Up above the world you fly, like a tea tray in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle. Here the dormouse shook itself and began singing in its sleep. Twinkle, 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 twinkle. And went on so long, they had to pinch it to make it stop. Well, I hardly finished the first verse, said the Hatter. The Queen jumped up and bawled out. He's murdering the time off with his head. How dreadfully savage, exclaimed Alice. And ever said that, the Hatter went on in a mournful tone. He won't do a thing I ask. It's always six o'clock now. Page 61. A bright idea came into Alice's head. Is that the reason so many tea things are put out here? She asked. Yes, that's it, said the Hatter with a sigh. It's always tea time, and we have no time to wash the things between whiles. Then you keep moving round, I suppose, said Alice. Exactly so, said the Hatter. As the things get used up. What happens when you come to the beginning again? Alice ventured to ask. Ah, suppose we change the subject, the March Hare interrupted, yawning. I am getting tired of this. I vote the young lady tell us a story. I'm afraid I don't know one, said Alice, rather alarmed at the proposal. Then the Dormouse shall, they both cried. They both cried. Wake up, Dormouse! And they pinched it on both sides at once. The Dormouse slowly opened his eyes. I wasn't asleep, he said in a hoarse, feeble voice. 
I heard every word you fellows were saying. Tell us a story, said the March Hare. Yes, please do, pleaded Alice. And be quick about it, added the Hatter. Or you'll be asleep be again before it's done. Once upon a time, there were three little sisters, the Dormouse began in a great hurry. And their names were least. Uh, I mean, Elsie. <laughs> Elsie, Lacey, and Tilly. And they lived at the bottom of a well. What did they live on? Said Alice, who always took great interest in questions of eating and drinking. They lived on a treacle, said the Dormouse, after thinking a minute or two. They couldn't have done that, you know, Alice gently remarked. They'd have been ill. So they were, said the Dormouse. Very ill. Alice tried to fancy herself what such an extraordinary way of living would be like, but it puzzled her too much, so she went on. But why did they live at the bottom of a well? Take some more tea, the March Hare said to Alice very earnestly. <laughs>